This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. All right, coming to you live from the actually House studio, serving four generations of Tulsa since 1908. We are inching closer to first pitch for Cowgirl softball, taking on Florida State in game number three of the Women's College World Series, right here at 545 pregame show on the Blitz 1170, your home for OSU Athletics. We just watched Tennessee knock off Bama. Alabama, man. Now OU and Stanford Don't are do coming up next. It was such a wild episode of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed it was. All right, uh, let's hit up the hotline and uh, welcome in from right over the border. He is Andrew Ellis. He's joining us now. Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-S sports.com, part of the uh, 24-7 network. What's going on, Andrew? How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, I'm currently at Baumwalker Stadium watching uh, the Arizona Wildcats finish up some batting practice and then Santa Clara will go follow them afterwards. Uh, so it's practice day here, and vibes are great. I'm, I'm ready for some NCAA tournament baseball. It's always a glorious time uh, there in Fayetteville, right, especially around regional time. Uh, I saw some of the uh, pictures of uh, people that were out and about, and um, that environment there never ceases to amaze me, Andrew, about just how special it is on the baseball front. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, literally, while Arkansas was still in Hoover, people were going ahead and setting up stuff and I don't. I genuinely don't know what they do throughout. I mean, literally eight days is how long you know before. But by the time tomorrow comes around, it will have been eight days that these folks. And I mean, I'm sitting here looking at these tents right now. It's not like something where they just take a picture and then they go home. They, these these dudes are here all day, every day, and uh, they just live and breathe. Like the hog pen's like a it's like a culture, you know. Like and so the, the atmosphere is always crazy. I mean, everyone always remembers that Charlie Welch home run from 2021 when the crowd's just going crazy and. You know, those are the atmospheres that, that make this, you know, this time of year special and really make Baumwalker Stadium special. And so, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be nice to see what the crowds look like and what the atmosphere is going to be like this weekend. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And this Arkansas team has played particularly well at home. So should be a fun one this weekend. We have been keeping an eye at a distance, obviously, with uh, taking care of our own baseball teams over here. Um, but for those that may not be diehard Arkansas fans that are listening, kind of walk us through how the Hogs got to this point and what the regular season has been like. Well, you know, I mentioned they've been good at home, and that's kind of been what's helped them overcome any adversity. Is that they're thirty and four here at Baumwalker Stadium, which you know throughout the season really adds up. I mean, they're this team's below five hundred on the road actually, um, and you know they 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 want enough on the road to obviously secure an SEC regular season title and a national seed, but, you know, it's been really a lot, a lot more adversity than the record indicates for this team. You know, you, before the season, you lose a guy in Jackson Wiggins who many expected to be a Friday night starter, a guy who's going to be a top three draft round type of guy. And then a couple weeks into the season, your, your all American closer, Brady Tiger goes down and it looked like they were going to lose him for the year. He's back now as of the last few weeks, but they missed him for a good chunk of the season. Nebraska transfer Cody Frank was another guy they were counting on a lot. He's out for the year. One of the guys that stepped up for in their spot, Dylan Carter, is an in-state kid. He was kind of becoming a go-to guy in the bullpen. He's out for the year as well. They've had people in the lineup that have been in and out, battling a few injuries here and there. So pretty much every week has been how can Arkansas piece it together and you know recover from the injuries that have been going on. But you know they're at this point now. They took care of business in the regular season. They were able to just kind of make things work with you know filling holes where they can and. You know, now they're at this point in the season where they've got some of their lineup pieces back. The lineup should be, you know, kicking into gear a little bit. And the pitching staff's in a pretty good spot, so they, they've weathered the storm. And it really is just one of the more impressive coaching jobs I've seen from Dave Van Horn, which is saying something because 
know, the guy's been doing it a long time, and just the, the consistency of this program is really just something to behold. And I, I've been really impressed with the way they've handled this season. And so we'll see if they can keep it rolling. They put themselves in a position where they get to play at home for, you know, as long as they stay alive in this NCAA tournament all the way through Omaha. And so we'll see if they can take advantage of it. But they've got a really tough regional on their hands this weekend. You know, the last two years, if I'm not mistaken, Andrew, with what you just said about this year, and then I remember last year's marathon fest that happened in Stillwater uh, there in, in the Super Regional that was there, um, it's been interesting around Arkansas baseball, hasn't it? I mean, it's the last two years have had some pretty significant hurdles for this team to get to postseason play. Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting because last year the expectations preseason were so high. They brought back pretty much everyone in the lineup, had some good pieces in the on the pitching staff. So the expectations, everyone just expected Arkansas to be, and they, you know, they were so good in 2021 as well. So the expectations were so high, and I think throughout the regular season, Arkansas kind of underachieved in that regard. I mean, the, the regular season didn't go, especially the last few weeks. I mean, they ended up obviously having to go to Stillwater for the regional. So it was like, you know, people were kind of waiting for that team to turn it on. Whereas this team, there were so many question marks coming into the season, especially with some of these injuries and stuff that is, the, the adversity this team's dealt with. So I think this team's kind of overachieved if you really look at their record in terms of what people were expecting. I think they were picked to finish fifth in the SEC and they end up winning the regular season title. So it's kind of been a tale of two seasons. We'll see if the result is the same and this team is able to keep it going in the postseason, whereas last year's team kind of slept walk through the regular season and then turned it on when they needed to in the postseason. So, you know, we'll see if, uh, you know, obviously what you do in the regular season doesn't really matter anymore as, as of tomorrow. So we'll see if this team can keep it rolling. But, yeah, it has been interesting where the pieces and the storylines have kind of changed a little bit. But it's, it's for Arkansas and Dave Van Horn, it's, Business as usual. They just keep on trucking, and they just keep getting the job done year in and year out. It's pretty amazing. Speaking of the postseason, what team do you think has the best opportunity to kind of challenge the Razorbacks here in this regionals? I think it's got to be TCU. I mean, it's the obvious choice. They're the two seed. They're a team that, you know, really talent-wise is as good as a lot. You know, probably should be hosting. And I think it's a team that, you know, I think you could say underachieved during Big 12 play. I think they finished 13-11. and the talent that's on this TCU team is better than that. And I think we've seen that these last few weeks. This this TCU team is the exact team you don't want to see in your regional because, like I said, they underachieved a little bit in the regular season, but they've been scorching hot as of late. And they have the talent of a regional host and of a potential national seed. And not to mention, they are, they also have faced this Arkansas team once already and beat them 18-6 to in Arlington. Now, that was back in February. A lot's changed for both of these teams. But, you know, that's something that has to be in the back of your mind if you're Arkansas facing a team like this in a high-pressure situation, you know, I think it's 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 going to be a really interesting matchup. But, I mean, you know, even even the three and four, I mean, Arizona went 12-18 and 18 in the Pac-12 and barely made it in the tournament, probably shouldn't even made it. But you, know, you look at their lineup and the numbers, I mean, everyone in their lineup is hitting 310, 320, 15 home runs, 18, you know, just the offensive firepower that they have. So that's a team that, you know, if you have to run into an elimination game where you're short on pitching and all of a sudden you're facing that lineup, that's not going to be a fun one. And, you know, even Santa Clara, the team, they, they got a reliever that throws 100. And, you know, their head coach has been one of the best pitching coaches in college baseball for a while now. So, you know, it's, it's just going to be, I think, you know, all of the advanced metrics and the experts are saying this is one of the toughest regionals. And, you know, we'll see if how, how it plays out. But like I mentioned, Arkansas 30 and 4 at home. So you'd like to think they can take care of business, even, you know, given whatever the circumstances are. But I think whoever they face in that game, too, I'm predicting it'll be TCU. That game, too, is going to be humongous, and Arkansas is going to have to play their best ball then, and they're saving their starting pitcher, their best starting pitcher, Hagan Smith, first-team all-SEC guy, 
he's not pitching tomorrow. So they're hoping, you know, ideally that he's going to be ready for that game too against TCU, and we'll see how it works out for him. TCU, we saw it in the uh, run that Oklahoma State had. They lost game one to Oklahoma in the Big 12 tournament there in Arlington and uh, fought all the way back to get to Sunday. But TCU was just on an absolute heater. I think they scored something like 40-plus runs uh, throughout the course of the Big 12 tournament. Um, there was a stretch there where I think they were 1-8 and eight, um, for for like a portion of April and then to win 14 of their last 16. I mean, they're truly on fire, kind of rounding into form right now, much like you talked about with Arkansas getting people back. But I wanted to focus on on Santa Clara for just a bit because Santa Clara's story is, is a pretty good one, right? Eight-game winning streak. They've won 17 of the last 20. It's the most wins since they've had since 97. Uh, if, you, if you go and look at at models, they're, they're uh, models that show that above all the four seeds, they might have a better chance of, of anyone else as far as advancing in this. This is not an easy game for Arkansas by any means. And Arkansas from 21, right, the last time, Andrew, that they hosted, uh, they found themselves in a little bit of jam against the four seed even back in 21 for a bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think of that about that 2021 game. Arkansas tried to tried to kind of sneak by and throw one of their part-time starters and see if they can kind of piece that game together. And it nearly ended up biting them. I think the final score on that one was like 12 to eight or something like that, but they ended up having to use Kevin Cops in that game. But, but yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Just like looking at this Santa Clara team, they're, they're really well-rounded. And the thing that sticks out to me about them is their bullpen, their top three bullpen arms are just lights out. And uh, their pitching coach, whose name I'm not kidding is Rusty Filter. That's their, pitch, that's their head coach's name. Yes. Rusty Filter. You can look that up. Um, but he's a, he's a really respected pitching coach. Coach Steven Strasburg at San Diego State. Like, he's a really respected pitching mind. And, you know, that's the kind of team that you really don't want to face in this situation, a team that's playing their best ball at the right time. They're getting hot down the stretch. And then, like I said, these three bullpen arms, all of which are lights out, all have legitimate strikeout stuff, potential MLB guys like real pitching staff. So, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where your offense is scuffling to start the game, you find yourself down. All of a sudden you're down three to two against a team who's got a guy that's throwing 100 miles an hour and you're kind of just trying to figure out what happened. But, you know, we'll see. If you're Arkansas, you just, you're just you at home. You're in front of your, your insane fan base. You've you, you got to take care of business early. you got to get the bats going early. And the thing that's interesting to me, I saw a number that Santa Clara's attendance for the season was a little over 9,000, which, you know, there will probably be 11,000 folks there tomorrow in Baumwalker Stadium for the game. So is that going to be a factor? Is that going to be something that kind of gets in Santa Clara's head? We'll see. But is Or is it going to be something where they rise to the occasion? So that that's what makes this so fun is there's so many different matchups, so many different schools that come at you with different things and come from all over the country. That's what makes this time of year so fun is you got to be well-rounded. you got to be ready for any random challenge which can prop up. And in this regional in particular, I really think Arkansas is going to have to battle each game to get through it. Uh, last one for me, uh, Holland's going, I believe, for Arkansas on Friday. Um, he has been a little bit banged up so far this year. What did I see, that he had a pinched nerve for a portion of the second half of the season? How is his health right now uh, and outlook for him with an 8-2 and two record heading into this game against Santa Clara? Yeah, his his leg injury was a very weird thing where, like, he, he didn't miss any time. He pitched every he's, – he's really been – kind of the mainstay on this Arkansas pitching staff where he's been the only guy who started every single weekend. Um, but, you know, about about a month ago, we started hearing, hey, there, he's got something weird going on with his leg. And then finally they, they pushed him back a, a few days. And, you know, instead of having him start game one, moved him to game three, gave him a couple extra days of rest going into their Mississippi State series. And that seemed to kind of get him back on track. You know, it's not 
like he didn't miss any time with it, but it was just kind of something that was bothering him. And I think it's still kind of there, but I think they've been able to manage it a little bit better. And, you know, since then he's thrown a complete game against South Carolina and had a really good outing against LSU the other day. So, you know, his leg, they say his leg feels fine. He says he feels fine. His stuff has been better the last few weeks. So that's encouraging to see. And I really like going with him in game one, you know, he, you know, Hagan Smith is the quote unquote ace of this team. He's the, he's the all American. He's the all SEC guy. You know, but Hunter Holland, like I said, has been kind of the most consistent starter because Hagan's moved in and out of the bullpen and, you know, it's closed some, started some. But Hunter Holland's just a guy that you give him the ball, you know what you're getting. He's going to throw a ton of strikes. He's going to work deep into the game. He's really efficient with his pitch count. You know, he, he's one of those guys that just kind of you're through five innings, you look up and he's thrown 62 pitches, and you're like, oh, man, this guy's just – you know, he's just one of those guys that works quick and works efficiently. And so I think he gives the Hogs the best chance for them to save the bullpen if he can go deep in this first game. And so we'll see if he's able to do that. And then you'll have, you know, your guy Hagan Smith ready to go for game two. But I really like what I've been seeing out of Hunter Holland lately, even after the the injury became a thing. He's pitched really well these last few weeks. So we'll see if he can carry it in. He's a guy that's really confident, good mentality. So I expect him to rise to the occasion in these kind of moments. Andrew, good stuff, man. Appreciate your time for us here in Tulsa, kind of giving us a breakdown of uh, what this uh, regional looks like. And uh, we always appreciate when you can come on with us here on the Blitz. Absolutely, man. Really appreciate you having me on. Y'all have a good one. That's Andrew Ellis joining us here on the Blitz 1170. Check out his work right now via the 24-7 network, hogsports.com. We'll take a timeout. Jordy Ball steps into the circle for the Sooners. An interesting note that I just saw a few moments ago that Patty Gasso has another new batting order today in the opener versus Stanford. They've won 48 consecutive games and have now used a different order in 49 consecutive games. Are it you hasn't serious? Been the same order at any point in time so far this season for Oklahoma. You get a hit. You get a hit. You get a hit. Everybody <laughs> gets a hit. You just look at her search history. It's how to throw off pitchers. <laughs> By the way, I'm not a fan of the all cardinal uniform that Stanford's wearing. The red on red, Man, yeah, I'm not a fan. It's a how, bit much. How do you feel about the socks? The old school socks, the three stripe. Th- those are Big okay. Fan. Those are okay, but yeah, not, the, not the red, the red on red. That's a, a tad bit too much, at least for me. All right, we'll take a timeout. Two twenty here on the Blitz eleven seventy. When we come back, we'll hear from uh, Kenny Gajewski and the Oklahoma State Cowgirls, and maybe a little bit more Patty as well as we are officially underway in Oklahoma City Women's College World Series, Oklahoma and Stanford. The Cowgirls come your way at 545 here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.